Carson, you've been at this a while now. You've seen a lot of quarterbacks. You mentioned Blake Bortles. We, I have to ask you, what do you think of Justin Fields and what he's done so far in the past couple of years here? Uh, I'm a big Justin fan. I've been around him since high school. Um, you know, I think Chicago is a different media base. Most people don't realize Chicago is actually the biggest media market. The players don't realize that because L.A. and New York split with two teams. And so, and I, when I was a Bear, I learned that. And it's different. And you have to have, to be the quarterback of the Bears, you have to, to, in my opinion, to be successful. And by the way, I played on seven teams. And at the end of my career, my wife asked me one day, she goes, so if you had to pick a team to be a fan of, who would it be? And like, I, I never thought about it before I go, Chicago. That was my favorite experience. I love the history. I love the city. I love like the old ladies I'd meet at Bourbonnet who've been going to games since they were little girls. Like, it was so cool. So being the Bears quarterback is different. It's a Laker. It's a Yankee as far as I'm concerned. And so it's just without the legacy, right? It's not like some long list of these legendary Hall of Fame quarterbacks for Chicago. But with the, but the, the scrutiny and the importance and the relevance, like, yeah, it's a Laker, a Yankee as far as I'm concerned. So you have to have that. That was always my problem with Mitch Trubisky is when Ryan Day took him I, or Ryan Pace took him, I just never saw anything in his life before he was a Bear that made me go, yeah, he'll be fine with handling Chicago. I never saw it. Doesn't mean he wouldn't be cap- couldn't become capable of it, but I never saw it. With Justin, being the type of recruit that he was and the eyes that he's had on him since he was 15, I think he's conditioned for it. Now, the evolution of his game, and you guys are going to end up talking about this later today because this is a different, po- different take here. My concern is that he becomes Derrick Rose. There's Why? an evolution that happens with playmakers – there's an evolution that happens with playmakers at quarterback. Okay. You get five-star ratings and big time offers based off your ability to make plays. Okay. So these young guys, I'm uniquely positioned to have this opinion. Okay. Young guys, you got to make plays. You can't be a, a game manager in high school and get offers from Bama. Right. You got to make plays. Then you go to college and you got to make plays. And then you're also now learning how to put the ball in play. Right. You're learning how to distribute it and take the check down and take what they give you. When you get to the NFL, this game is about putting the ball in play. And if you're capable of making a play when it's there, make it. But we certainly have great quarterbacks, like the greatest ever in Tom Brady, who don't make plays. They just are world-class at putting the ball in play. So Derek got hurt. And I don't follow basketball the way you guys do, but Derek was an MVP, right? We all remember that moment. The Rose is in there. And he was a scorer and he was a threat. He was unbelievable. He's like my favorite player to watch. And the injuries, because of the way he played, I mean, he never really turned into the guy who could make plays but became a distributor and became a guy who's 14 years in still doing it at a high level, right? That's my concern with Justin, with his second or third coordinator or whatever it is, is he's showing the playmaking ability at the NFL level in a way that he didn't do in college. But can they get a system around him? Can they get personnel around him? Can they get continuity around him, which is much more important than fans and media understand, to allow him to use the playmaking when he needs it to turn into a distributor. Because that's what we see in Josh Allen right now. That's what we see in Patrick Mahomes right now. They're world-class playmakers, but they are distributors of the football. And that's going to be the evolution of, of Justin. Can't wait to see how it unfolds. We're talking to the people's quarterback guru, Jordan Palmer, right now in the score. And I want to follow up on what you're saying because – I think you can tell that there is an internal pressure and you know better than we do. Players are wired to make something happen. You're wired to get yards every play. You're wired to try to score every play. 
And are you seeing that internal pressure of a guy saying, I know I can convert this third down, but what are we trying to work on as far as like perhaps the RPO or something like that? You can speak to that better than either one of us can. Well, let me show you. Let me give you an example of Josh Allen. I've been around Josh Allen since his sophomore year in college, right? And, and, and work with him still. So um, there was something that happened in, in, at Wyoming. He, he, his sophomore year, I don't remember what year it was, but when he became like a thing that everyone was paying attention to, he was rolling right versus Boise State. And he's running full speed to the right, and he throws this ball like 45 yards in the air, back corner of the end zone, unbelievable. And it was like the highlight where everyone goes, dude, you see the Wyoming kid, right? And then he got so much love, he kind of started doing that. And then he got drafted high. He goes to the NFL, and his first year in the league, like he's rolling right, and he threw a lot of picks. He threw a couple unbelievable completions. He threw probably a couple of touchdowns. But what I did is we sat, and then it, it, Buffalo did, ended up doing this too with him, is we sat and we took inventory of every single time you roll to your right, what happens? And I don't remember the numbers, but it was like a couple of um, bad decisions and a couple of great throws, whatever. But it was like 47 hits, 47 times you landed on your right shoulder. Mm. You're 240, somebody pushed you and you landed on your right shoulder. Let's just do math. You have to remove that. That has to become a part of your game where you're hypersensitive and conscious to what you're going to do with the ball in your hand. Last, uh, two years ago when he went nuts and had that crazy year, he hit the ground rolling to his right like four times. So it's a conscious effort not to stop rolling to the right, but to take inventory of what element of my game, just like I need to work on my step back jumper. I need to work on my crossover, step, pump fake, go, whatever the move is. Got to approach it the same way. And so you got to look at what the player does great, what they uh, what, when they put themselves in compromising positions, right? Guys are going to run and get hit. You are. You're not going to tell Justin Fields or Josh Allen, don't go for the first down on third and seven. They're not even going to say it to them. They're going to go for it. But there's ways to do it to protect themselves, and there's ways to take their strengths, in both those cases, mobility, and turn it into a position where they use it to create opportunities to get rid of the football and create a high percentage uh, catch as opposed to just make a play.